From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker. And I'm Jennifer Shutt, budget and appropriations reporter. And the CQ Budget Podcast has been on a bit of irregular hiatus during this coronavirus crisis, but we are resuming our weekly podcast today. We've been doing daily updates by podcast on the big economic financial rescue package. Uh, But now that that has been passed, we can resume our weekly podcast to talk about where we are in the appropriations process. And it's been a whirlwind because we've had three relief packages passed already. We're talking over $2 trillion in this last package. And it's worth just pausing a minute and remembering what that means, because that's more money than Congress would typically spend in an entire fiscal year in terms of discretionary spending. And it just went through in days. Uh, And now there's already talk of a fourth package. So the entire appropriations process has been turned upside down. Um, And so the regular appropriations for the coming fiscal year that begins October 1, of course, is now in a lot of flux. And Jen, where are we on that? It seems right now that the annual appropriations process is just kind of on hold. Uh, After the Trump administration released their budget request in early February, that sort of first step that kicks everything off, uh, the House Appropriations Committee started holding a lot of hearings with administration officials on those budget requests and conducting that sort of general oversight process about how they spent money from last year. The Senate Appropriations Committee held some hearings as well, but not as many as their uh, House panel did. And so what happened is about a month ago, when Congress really started turning their attention to these massive spending bills, appropriators as well as their staffs were really needed to start working on these. So everything kind of, they sort of hit the pause button on the fiscal 21 process. And that's kind of where we've been ever since. And it seems like we're going to sort of stay in that pattern, uh, at least for the month of April, um, because both chambers are out until April 20th at the earliest. Yeah. So safe to say everything's going to be delayed now, right? Yeah, it doesn't sound like there are any major decisions being made at this point in time about how to continue those hearings or even whether to continue those hearings. And really, no one on either the House or Senate side wants to start thinking about what happens to the markup process if this pandemic lasts into the summer or even the fall. And of course, if that happens, Congress is going to have to continue to work on legislative aid for the healthcare industry, individual Americans, and the economy. And so that would really um, even more significantly delay the annual process than we've already seen. Mm -hmm. But of course, it doesn't mean work grinds to a halt completely, right? Because staff would still be working on this stuff. And there's been talk of virtual hearings on on these bills. Right. So staff and lawmakers are all still working remotely, um, but the focus right now really isn't on drafting the 12 annual spending bills and looking ahead to floor debate. The focus right now is on COVID-19, how it's impacting individual Americans, how the healthcare industry, hospitals, primary care physicians, everyone else um, in that industry is struggling to get N95 masks 
basic protective equipment for healthcare workers, uh, ventilators, and really prepare to absorb potentially even more patients from this outbreak. And so that's really where everyone's focus is at right now. Um, And obviously, because these are big spending measures, the appropriations committees in the House and Senate are really central to those discussions about additional stimulus packages, um, as well as additional um, oversight that might be needed um, or oversight that is going to have to happen for this $2 trillion package. Yeah. And I mean, they're already plunging into a, a fourth stimulus package. And President Trump just yesterday was, was on the air touting a, a $2 trillion infrastructure package, which would just double again the size of this package that they just passed. And he's talking about all borrowed money for that one. Yeah, this is going to be a months-long process where lawmakers consistently go back and forth about what aid is needed. And this fourth package is still in the very early phases of discussion. Speaker Nancy Pelosi is mostly staying in Washington, D.C. to continue working on this and monitoring the pandemic from here. The Trump administration has obviously put infrastructure out there as one of the big areas that they would want to see in this potential fourth package. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has sort of pumped the brakes a little bit and said, we just signed into law this third package, that $2 trillion massive stimulus bill. Let's see how that impacts the economy and let's see how that this pandemic continues to play out before we get into serious discussions about a fourth package. But I think realistically, given the, the daily White House briefing on this um, and information that's coming out of several states, including New York, of course, I really think a fourth package is probably inevitable at this point. It would seem, I mean, if this pandemic lingers for a few months, as now seems to be the case, there's going to be a demand for more. And if you have both, what's interesting to me is, is whether this infrastructure thing really takes off now, because if you have both the president and Democrats pushing for infrastructure, it leaves Mitch McConnell sort of squeezed in the middle here. Yeah, but Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has in the past said that he's sometimes okay with Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin, sort of the point man for the Trump administration on all this negotiating with Speaker Pelosi. And so the Senate was much more involved in the third package than they were on the second package. Um, But whether or not that sort of negotiating structure, House Democrats and Mnuchin continues for this fourth package is going to be interesting. And kind of the dynamics here between the first package, the second package, and the third package have kind of been shifting. Um, But of course, what that all means for the annual appropriations process um, is still up in the air. We knew that House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer said earlier this year that he wanted to have appropriations debate on the House floor in June. Um, But if members aren't coming back until early May, that really makes it challenging for the appropriations panel to sort of shift gears, essentially, or potentially have to work on stimulus packages and appropriations bills, markups and floor debate and oversight all at once. That's just a whole lot of work to put on one committee. And so I think it's it's pretty unlikely that we see House floor debate on the annual bills in June. Yeah. Uh, and it, it makes it more likely that we see another stopgap measure, it seems to me, is if once they finally get back, they're going to be working on a fourth stimulus package and campaigns are still going to be 
brewing for re-election this fall. I mean, it seems like there's no time now to do regular appropriations by October 1st, right? I mean, it just would seem so unlikely. Right. I think that would be pretty challenging. Um, But I was speaking with a Senate GOP aide earlier this week, um, and that aide said that it's sort of too early to know um, how the Senate Appropriations Committee might have to augment hearings or markups. Um, But the aide said that they are still hoping to meet that sort of midsummer deadline that Senate Appropriations Chairman Richard Shelby set earlier this year, where he said that he wanted to have all of the bills marked up by the July 4th recess. So that's going to be another interesting situation to watch is whether or not, given all of the additional responsibilities on the Appropriations Committee, if they're actually able to sort of run parallel with stimulus packages with the annual appropriations process. So maybe they could put regular spending bills through committee in the summer. But I mean, clearly the House and Senate chambers are going to be preoccupied with the, with the stimulus measures. Right. Everything's sort of topsy-turvy here, and, and uh, everything's going to be delayed. We know that much. We don't know how, how long of de- a delay, because we don't know also how long the pandemic lasts and, and how big of a stimulus package in phase four we're talking about, all of which has to be sorted out. Right, and all of, it, all of which, which we'll continue to monitor and report on um, throughout the next few weeks and likely months at this point in time. So a lot more to come as the pandemic endures, unfortunately. Uh, That does it for us today. If you have any questions or comments about our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can drop us an email. It's cqpodcast at cqrollcall.com. The CQ Budget Podcast is produced by CQ Roll Call, a leader in nonpartisan political and policy news and analysis for more than 70 years. CQ Roll Call is part of Fiscal Note, a global technology and media company. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker. And I'm Jennifer Shep, budget and appropriations reporter. And you can stay up to date by subscribing to the CQ Budget Newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, NPR One, or just Google the phrase CQ Budget Podcast. And we'll be back we hope, next week.